Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Show. We are so excited about today's episode because we are announcing that the Real Estate Investor Show has just joined the Bigger Pockets Podcast Network. And to celebrate, we have Sharon Lecter on today's show. She is the co author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, world renowned speaker, published 25 books and a lot more, all on financial literacy. And she's even counseled two presidents of the United States. Well, her biography goes on and on and on. But we're going to be short over here. What are you going to get from this first episode here within the Bigger Podcast Network? It's a treat. It's a true treat for you. You know, Liz, many of us, when we get started in real estate, we think, oh, it's going to be this wonderful journey of entrepreneurship, and we end up creating a job for ourselves. So in this episode, Sharon's going to share with us the tricks and the tactics of how to transition from being a job mindset to having a job mindset to being a true entrepreneur. Interest rates are sky high in 2023 and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an eight, nine or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. We have an extremely special guest here today, Sharon Lecter. Thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, we are we're so honored and excited and humbled that you are on our show here. And we're going to jump into all your wisdom here in a moment. But welcome to our show. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be with you both. It's exciting. 
Um, so we're going to jump in in a moment. We always like to connect with all of you amazing women listening, uh, because although we can't physically see you, we feel you, right? And we want to make sure you're you're with us here. So we always like to ki- kind of kick things off with a very quick tip, idea, or just something that's coming up for us, because if it's coming up for us, it's coming up for other women. So mm-hmm. Andressa, you have the floor uh, this week. What, what's, yeah. what's happening for you? I'm going to talk about gratitude, right? Because sometimes we, we, we hear a lot about this concept, but there is something that is, it's been happening for a couple of years that is to me, that's a clear example of gratitude, what gratitude means. So a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember Liz, uh, one of our Airbnbs, we hosted a uh, refugee family. Yes. And we put a, a promotion on our Facebook community about like raising donations. Uh, yeah donations mm-hmm. and there was so much <laughs> donation that we had supplies for them for the two weeks that they stayed on my Airbnb mm. and they were able to move to the new house with more supplies and I had to say stop sending things because we have too many boxes so it's been a couple of years and uh we we got in contact and she has my 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 phone number and everything no matter what it's my birthday mother's day uh, any celebration, Christmas, Easter, she sends me a message saying that she's like praying for me, for my Aww, family. That's wonderful. And I was like, I don't like sometimes you have friends, but they are they're not like that, right? So mm-hmm. You have families, but you know, you know, you love they love you, but this person, she does not miss a beat. She does not. And and I was like, it's not me. It's the community that really support the, the effort into it. So I was like, how can I be grateful and really express my gratitude as she's doing? Because I feel very good when I receive her text, right? So I was thinking about that. And I remember, Liz, uh, you and I, how we met. We met through Bigger Pockets, and yes. it was a connection that led to us building a community and reaching out to different countries, women around the world. So I'm, I'm grateful for 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 the for Bigger Pockets community to really allow us to meet and to connect, and and transform not just our lives but the lives of other women. And I I think I never expressed that clearly to other people, how one thing like Rich Dad for Dad, for example, (laughs) can really change Mm. people's lives for generations. Sharon, like your contribution with the book changed generations across the world. So like, I'm so grateful and I just don't know how to express this gratitude by, by saying it, but moving and doing for other people too. So I just want to share that with you guys today. A sense of gratitude. Yeah. And, and it's a great segue, you know, Sharon, um, you, you know, you have such an amazing, um, commitment for financial literacy and what you've done with, with your, with your life and your career from CPA to investor to all the philanthropy that you've done. And, um, you know, it's, you know, as we kick things off, uh, you know, so many people that we interview and so many women and will say, what got you looking at real estate investing? And, you know, the answer that most people say is I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, and, um, and I know you've co-authored tons of books and, you know, bestsellers. And so, you know, 
I just want to go there first. And obviously, you know, you're, um, help us understand a little bit about some of the things that came before that, because it didn't just start there, right? It, it started with, 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 with you, um, having an inkling that you wanted to serve the world uh, through financial literacy. So, so walk us through a little bit about your kind of start there in terms of your commitment to financial literacy. And I'm sure it started before the book and uh, you know how it, how it kind of came to be and how your journey uh, flowed from there. Well, thank you, Liz and Andressa. Yes, it's a, um, you dial way back when, dinosaur days, when I was 10, we lived in a very small house between my mom's beauty shop and my dad's used car lot. And we owned rental properties that I had to go scrub out the bathrooms between tenants. And we owned um, property with orange groves that gave us cash flow every year from oranges. So we, I just was raised in a very entrepreneurial real estate-based home, understanding the value of assets, my favorite word on earth, assets. And I say assets are sexy. And the older you become, the sexier they become. And, but at the time, I swore I would never be an entrepreneur. I wanted to become a sophisticated professional and become a CEO or my friends' dads or moms were CEOs or military officers. So I got first generation to go to college, got my degree in accounting, went to Atlanta. I was one of the very first women in public accounting. So I was young, single in Atlanta. Great job, having a great time. But about the ripe old age of 25, I go... I'm working incredible hours for someone else. All of a sudden, my parents started looking a lot smarter. And I ended up leaving public accounting at that point in time. I've never looked back. I started a women's magazine and sold it. Then I started the world's first talking children's book with the inventor. And we grew that around the world. Um, you may remember these when you were kids. All right. First time there was a technology for children. And so we said, how can we get parents to trust us as this new company? So we aligned with Disney, Warner Brothers, Sesame mm. Street, um, Marvel Comics. And of course, it exploded in a positive way around the world. So we sold that company in the fourth year in 1991. And that's when we um, relocated to Arizona. In 1992, our oldest son went off to college in September, came home in December in credit card debt. We didn't even know he had credit cards. He got to campus <laughs> and there was a table Surprise. saying free pizza, free money, free t-shirt, free money. And at laundry time, free towel, free money. And so he had a really good time his first semester in college. Then the bills came due. And again, we didn't even know he had a credit card. So that was December of 1992. And that's really when I dedicated the rest of my career to financial literacy, financial education, and entrepreneurship education. And I'm as passionate about it today as I was back then. So I started working with the school systems back then to get financial education, financial literacy, hence my hair turning white. And um, if you ever tried to work with school systems. <laughs> but one day I got a call from my husband, who's a well-known intellectual property attorney. And this guy had come into his office in flip-flops and T-shirt and Bermuda shorts with this idea for a board game on a piece of paper. And um, it was Robert. And we ended up meeting at a beta test. And that beta test, I was the only one that got out of the rat race. And I volunteered to help them because I had all the connections. I understood the, the, the essence behind the game was what I was teaching, the importance of buying, building, creating income, producing assets. And so I worked with him to make the game a little simpler because we ended up with cash flow 101 and 202. But um, during that process, he told me he wanted to charge $200 for the game. 
So that's a little pricey. We're talking 1996. And so he, that was when he asked me to be his partner. And I told him, should, you should probably write a brochure about your philosophy. And that's what together um, we formed the company and we were partners for 10 years. And that brochure we wrote was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Most people don't know that. We never expected to take on a life of its own for it to have the impact around the world. And um, we never expected to write more than one book, but people wanted more. So we said, okay, we'll do a trilogy, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant, Guide to Investing. But oh no, in our 10 years, we ended up writing 15 books. And then I launched another series called Rich Dad Advisors, where we had specific content experts that would drill down into each area. And then um, the, you know, the rest is history. We had infomercial products and other games. And it was the right message at the right time. And it was truly a, a, a perfect example of viral marketing before the internet, believe it or not. Just like you said, people say they heard about it from their parents or their brother or their business partner. And still to this day, a few weeks ago, I met a young man who's working with Tarek El Musa and Flip and Flop. And I'm, Mike and I went, we've known Tarek for a long time. And he came up to me and he's, he's, he's Tarek's partner in this new syndication they're doing. His name is um, Chris. And he comes up to me, he says, you don't know me, but 17 years ago, you came to my class at the University of Arizona and my entrepreneurship class and you taught us. And he says, because of that day, I'm now a multimillionaire in real estate. That's the kind of thing that fills your cup up for a long time. So, and then when I left Rich Dad in 2007 was when I got the call from President Bush. So I was hugely honored to be asked to be on the first President's Advisory Council for Financial Literacy, which during that time we passed the Credit Card Act of 2009, which prohibits credit card companies from going onto campus to solicit college students. Mm. So I can't take credit for the bills directly, but I can take credit for being a very squeaky wheel. Yeah, and there's so many questions I wanna ask you because I, I the, the first time, the first date I had with my husband, and you know, we're in our 20s, right? So most people are going out partying. We played cash flow. <laughs> we played the board game with my sister and brother-in-law. That was when we met them. And my brother-in-law was like, you gotta read this book. You gotta play this game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm gonna be a social worker. I'm gonna open my own practice. I don't even know, I don't even know what passive income means. And what a profound impact. And now 15 years later, right? I'm gonna get emotional. Really, really appreciative. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the impact that book has made in many people's lives. Why do you think today still holds true? Why do you think today as we've come out of this pandemic, right? And people are still on the road to creating financial freedom, right? It's not like everyone's checked that box off. Why do you think um, the book and the philosophy and the concepts of the game too, and everything that you've stood, you know, all those lessons still hold true, maybe even more so today. Why do you think from literally 1997 till now, it's still such an important uh, impact? And, and why do you think that is? And what do you think people need to be listening to? Well, I think it's because, you know, when you look at a, what the messaging that we have in Rich Shepard at Matt series compared to other people in the industry that are more dictatorial about, you know, cut up your credit cards, put them in the thing. We talk about experience, experiential, um, through parables or through examples. And what, what that does is, you know, you write a book and people read it and it goes into their brain and hopefully they can regurgitate it if they're in school on test time. 
But if you truly want to make an impact on someone's lives, you, you write a book that tells a story that impacts them here that they can relate to. Yeah. And let's just start with the title. I say, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you immediately know which one your dad was. And so you're immediately relating to the book. And then the stories are about someone else, but they're relatable. So you can say, oh, my gosh, I can do that. I can do that. And it just plants those seeds of a bigger world of possibility. But the bigger thing is, you know, certainly of cash flow quadrant, talking about codifying the way you think about money and the four different ways we make money and identifying why we think the way we do. Employee, self-employed, because that's what school teaches us to do. It teaches us to exchange time for money, bottom line. Well, what's wrong with that picture? There's only so many hours in a day and so many days in a week. And so where my superpower is, is helping educate people to see a greater possibility, to move to the right side of the quadrant as a business owner or as an investor, because the amount of money you can make on the left side of the quadrant is finite because you're exchanging time for money on the right side of the quadrant. You're investing your time in buying, building, and creating income producing assets and your income potential is unlimited. Mm-hmm. And that's where the beauty of real estate comes in because it gives you that opportunity to create long-term passive income. And it allows you to build that stable of wealth. The wealthiest people in the world either made their money in real estate or hold their money in real estate. Mm -hmm. And so everybody, and it's never been easier to invest in real estate because you can go into REITs. I mean, you, you don't have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars and there's so many ways to do it. Well, I, I remember that as an immigrant from Brazil, I came to the U.S. Um, to, you know, start my second master's degree. My goal was to come here, get the knowledge, go back, work in a multinational uh, company. That was it. That was the goal. And one day, my my manager, I was doing an internship on door to door sales, which I Harder, harder, one of the, the hardest thing that I've ever done, but one of the most um, rewarding and uh, allowed me to have a thick skin. We had a conversation about sales and he passed me this small purple book and said, now you're going to read this book here. And I was like, what is this? And it's like, this is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, read this weekend and on Monday we'll talk about it. And I was like, okay, whatever, I want to you know, sell, make more sales here, but you were asking me to read this book. So I read it and that weekend, it was like an awakening moment that I didn't even know existed. And then I felt like, quote unquote, cheated. And I was like, why don't I know this? Right. I went to a master's degree here. I went to a master's degree in my country. And this concept, I didn't hear once this concept that is being taught here. So how can we really change or the next generation if the schools aren't on the same path? As parents, what can we do with our children to really, besides of course showing them, is there anything that we can do? Because it sounds that school model is going one way and we're going a a, a different way. So there's a clash there. What can we do, Sharon? 
Well, it's, and it's this way all over the world. Parents want their kids to be successful, but they're not being taught about money in school. And if we truly want to level the playing field for every child, we will insist financial education be adopted in the school system because that's the only way to really let every child have a, a future. And unfortunately, there's a huge resistance to doing that. There are only seven states that require personal finance class for graduation and 12 others require some sort of personal finance education. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough. It's criminal. And that's you know, one of my biggest desires, my, my initiatives. I got the law changes in Arizona. We now require it for graduation, but we still don't have a separate course requirement. So that's my goal before I finish. But we, it's a state-by-state issue. And so parents have to get engaged. But the other thing is you can't wait for the educational system to change. It's important to educate your children. Um, I have a game called Thrive Time for Teens because cash flow is fantastic. But it also gives teenagers a false th- process, the false thinking of uh, overnight millionaire. Mm. So Thrive Time for Teens is something that teaches them everyday principles that they live with. So it got a lot of humor in it. And I talk about stock and I talk about real estate and we talk about um, businesses, passive and direct income. And so it gives them that initial flavor. But it also the, the, is really a money and life reality game because it teaches them that every decision they make either drives them forward or backwards, mm. both financial and how they spend their time. And we have a lot of cards in there that are pretty humorous. You drop your cell phone in the toilet, cost you $500. For- <laughs> <laughs> and, That's so true. My, yes. My ultimate favorite is you go to a party at a friend's house. Parents are not home. Cops come, you get a $400 ticket. Oh, what choice did I make, right? And so it's really um, eye-opening. And when you have a group of kids playing it, sometimes you hear more than you want to hear, but they usually start laughing about it. So it's pretty fun. I love that. That's a, that's a, that's a great suggestion. And, you know, I, I have a I have two young kids, right? I mean, and so does Andressa. So, you know, really mindful of giving them that experience, you know, and, 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 Am I teaching everything that, you know, I want to teach them and, you know, and also make sure they're fed, right. And that they're not hitting each other and all the other kind of things that happen. And, um, you know, what would you say in terms of like, um, you know, just projects, is it, is it really helpful to, because sometimes they listen more to others than our, than us, you know, as parents. And I, I, I get that, um, you know, are there, are there other, um, other opportunities to like put them in, places that they can start a business. And, you know, I can teach them some of those things, but again, they're going to receive it differently than, 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 so I love the, the ideas of the games and they're young, right? He, he's seven and four, but he's getting things like any other like resources for parents that want Certainly. to give them, yeah, that experiential. Um, and you're setting me up for all my products and I don't awesome. just to promote my stuff, but I have a, something called the biz kit. And so for kids as young as four or for teenagers, because there's a mentor guide in there for parents, gets them to understand how to start a business. And it's a seven-step process from figuring out what business you want all the way to giving back in, in, in charity. And it's divided up. You go through this workbook and they answer questions at the end of each of the seven sections. And you pull it out and they've re- written a, a business plan. And there's a section in there that says, okay, your parents are giving you money. Are they a donor? an investor or a debtor, right? So they understand the difference of those things. And um, it's really a fantastic product. So I think um, you might want to check that out. But again, it's also, 
you have a great opportunity because you both are real estate investors to include them just like I was immersed in it. I mean, I got out in the real world and I go, why do all these people not understand assets? Why, why are people chasing a raise, chasing money, looking for a second job? Wait, what's going on? And so you know, immersing them in an entrepreneurial spirit, how you think, how you work, how you operate is a fantastic education. There's nothing like experiential learning. That's yeah. awesome. One thing that I want to segue is women in, in real estate investing. Um, it hasn't been an uh, equal uh, playing field with laws with, you know, 1960, if I'm not mistaken, a woman couldn't open up a bank account we have without having um, the husband to sign off and having loans and all I can, we can go on and on here. Um, right now, we are in 2021. Women still not investing. It's taking more like a, 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 not a driver's seat, but, you know, it's still slow in the, the, the moment. What are the biggest mistakes that you made when, during your career, like seeing other women making those mistakes and how can they avoid it? Or what are the breakthroughs that you see most often that women is still holding? Those, those things are still holding women back. Well, I think a lot of the times, the vast majority, um, women don't have confidence in themselves. And so they're afraid. And women tend to be great problem solvers. But as part of that, we become into analysis paralysis and we're afraid to pull the trigger. And it's something that um, those two elements combined create an environment where women are afraid to take the first step. And it's seen um, podcasts like this or seeing examples of people who had the courage to do it. And a lot of times I see women have great success when they go in with a friend for their first real estate investment so that they actually aren't alone. And that self-confidence is a huge thing. And that's why it's so important to have a mentor, to have somebody that helps you, helps direct you, get that education. You know, there, you, the only, the best education is actually going out there and doing it. But that first step is so hard. But women have such an incredible opportunity now. And we're seeing more and more of them increase. I wrote Think and Grow Rich for Women in tw um, 2011. I think I released that because I wanted women to see stories of other successful women and understand that even through that doubt, they, they, they rose above it. And women tend to be, you know, I think the steps of success the same for men and women, but I think we approach them very differently. And women tend to have a failure and they define themselves as a failure. Men kind of go, oh, that happened next. And so I want women to say, you know, a failure or a mistake is not a definition, it's just an occurrence. You know, we tend to carry all our mistakes on our back like a big sack of potatoes. And so that self-confidence is so important. Um, in my first book with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, which I went, started working with when I was on the President's Council, um, Three Feet From Gold, we talk about a personal success equation, passion plus talent, right? And that's all about you, that's school. What's your, what are you passionate about? What's your talent? Mine was accounting degree and lots of um, publishing experience, plus my passion, which was from anger, kids not being taught about school. And when most of us stop there, I think we have to do it on our own. Mm. But the personal success equation then is times A for the power of association. Who's on your team? 
who's helping you? Too many times, particularly as women, we try to do everything ourselves. We need to really create a stop doing list, not a to-do list, because we have those. And then times A, taking action. And then plus F, and that's faith, having faith in yourself. And invariably, when I start working with somebody, most absolutely, certainly women, it's that power of association where they're lacking and the faith. That faith is actually fear. So I have to figure out how to get them through that fear and surround themselves and to surround them with the right people, the right mentor, the right group to help them feel strong. I mean, history has proven investment clubs that are for women outperform men, but by themselves, they don't. It's that power of, of association that elevates their confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's, as we've grown this community, uh, we've grown a lot, we've done a lot of different things and we're, you know, we're growing in different areas, but our, our meetups that, you know, we're really committed to, we have 47 now and our commitment is to have a meetup and invest her meetup in every geographical area. So women can get local support and give it. And, and, and the stories we hear, you know, if it wasn't for this group, I, you know, we hear it, we don't know all these women, but it's so amazing. Women will share like, Hey, if it wasn't for this meetup, I wouldn't have done my first property. You know, I wouldn't have called the contractor. I wouldn't have done this. So I love what you're saying because it's re-engaging, re right? Of our passion to, to grow that for women. Um, as you think about, you know, just the, you know, whether it's the cash flow quadrant and all the lessons you've taught, what do you think, where do you think we're going, you know, in terms of like our financial kind of wherewithal? Um, you know, what, what do we, what do you think still needed to like, for, for women and obviously our community to still pick up from a financial kind of educational perspective. What do you think is that lesson or that piece that has kind of came through all of your different, you know, all the different books and all your different education, all your different uh, works, right, that you've done that still is yet to be kind of um, done enough, if you will? Is it is it the asset piece of it? Is it, um, the, you know, the, the being a real eye, you know, really being an investor, not just a you're working, creating your time for money. Like, what do you think is still not yet? People don't really, the masses don't get yet. Well, they don't get assets. They don't get the importance of buying, building, creating assets. And they get all excited about it. They go to seminars and many of them, I see them at the same seminar every year and they get all excited <laughs> and they're rah-rah, but they don't take the, they don't, you know, they don't pull the trigger and do anything about it. And that comes back to the personal success equation which um, I've got a guide for you. It's free, personalsuccessequation.com. It takes you through that and has you look and see your own personal success equation and ask you questions about mm -hmm. let's review your associations. Who might help you? And then that faith. And okay, I guess I'm more fearful than faithful. And so how can I overcome that fear? And that, that's the biggest thing. So you ask me the future, I can go micro or macro. I mean, certainly globally, we're sitting in a situation of unprecedented times with low interest rates and yet incredible national debt that, you know, at some point we're gonna have to pay the piper. And so I look at people that have a lot of cash, have a lot of stock investments. The stock, of course, has still been performing very well during a time when it shouldn't have. And so it's a, a matter of, really diversifying all assets. So people that have their money all in cash or stock should really be getting into real estate 
because diversification across asset categories is what's going to save us during a period of a recession or, or recalculation in the economy. But it's also you know, intellectual property, understanding that everybody watching and listening to this, you're an expert. Nobody's had your successes. Nobody's had your learning opportunities. I don't use failures. I don't use that word. And so nobody's watching your shoes. And you may have had a setback in your life. It could have been a death, a divorce, a financial setback, an illness. But you're still here. And you're still here for a reason. And you can help others coming through the same types of traumas and trials and tribulations that you did. And so by taking that, writing a book, helping people, coaching, writing uh, an online program, that's creating an asset out of your experience that can help others 24-7 when you're not necessarily available. And that's how you create assets out of your mind, your best assets, the six inches between your ears. And so it's never been easier to create wealth. It's never been easier to start a business. And a lot of people say, well, I don't even know how to get started. And I go, well, sometimes you just need a little cash flow. So become an affiliate with someone who's already established and that you believe in. And that cash flow can help you while you determine what business you want to start. But it all comes back to, I mean, I'm, I'm just blown away in the fact that we created a whole new language called the cash flow quadrant. You know, at my dining room table, Diane Kennedy and I, you know, it's like, wow, look at, you know, what, what, where it's gone. And when you, but it's such a mindset issue. And so many people are still trapped on the left side of the cash flow quadrant because all they know is going to job and getting a paycheck and the most, you know, the, one of the strongest things I ever say, it's not what you do for your paycheck that determines your future. It's what you do with your paycheck that determines your future. So, so Sharon, as you're saying, right, it's about the mindset. A lot of people don't even know that they are in this trap, the, the rat race, and they're just waking up, going there, doing their job, feeling good about it, looking for Friday getting their paycheck, go on and on and on. How can we support them in this awakening process, right? Because we just don't want to, you know, it's okay if people are aware and they chose to to continue being an employee. There's nothing wrong with that. You, it's a choice. Do you believe that it's, it's, it's like unconscious? You don't know, they don't know what they don't know. So that's all they know. It's a cycle that's going to continue. And most important, how can we contribute individually? Everybody that is listening can contribute individually to, to make that, that change and support other people. Well, the greatest way you can teach others is through example. And so the more that you guys share what you're doing and what is meant to your life and showing the freedom that's given to you. I mean, the biggest thing, people that are stuck in that rat race, yeah, a lot of them don't know, they have blinders on. And that comes from fear. When you're fearful, you're looking down. And when they see you get the opportunity to share with them what you're doing, all of a sudden those blinders can come off and they, the faith, the opportunities are there surrounding them, but they don't know how to identify them. And so the greatest teacher you can be is by living through example and sharing what you're doing 
and doing exactly what you're doing through this podcast, real, making them understand that it is real and possible for them. You know, they don't have to start with a million dollars. They don't have to start with a hundred thousand dollars. And there's real estate provides you the best leverage on earth, but it's also very important for them to acknowledge where they are financially. Even if the picture is bleak, they'll have some self-confidence knowing where they are. Then they can start making decisions on how they can, instead of asking for a raise, instead of asking for overtime, instead of looking for a second job, start looking about buying, building and creating an asset. Because that becomes an economic engine for you. And you can have all those economic engines working for you so you don't have to get out of bed in the morning. So I love that. And and the cash flow quadrant, I is literally something that guides when my husband and I do our yearly planning, and this has happened for the last 15 years, you know, it's like, okay, what do we what do we need to tweak? You know, because it kind of went from like E to S. To, to kind of stepping into the B, stepping into the I, and then like, okay, how do we how do we do more of the, the I? And then that whole conversation, it's just, I can't tell you how appreciative, uh, you know, I am personally of, of that because it, as we've evolved our business and even Andres and I and talking about our growth of a com- as a company, yep. um, you know, incorporating those words, right? Because we are working in our business, right? And, and, and it's like, how do you, you know, keep that all in check? What percentage of time? So, can't, can't tell you how appreciative of that. And the women listening, I don't care where you are in your, your path. That is a very, very powerful concept. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets and 500 of those women will be at InvestorCon 2024. It is the number one premier conference for women in real estate. And it's happening June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestorCon's not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care, all designed to help you take control of your financial future, gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio, and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with women who are playing at the same level. Time is running out. You just have four weeks left to get your ticket. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit investhercon.com today. Use a code 100 podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100 podcast to get $100 off your ticket. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. 
At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Um, tell us a little bit about your, your exciting book that is uh, coming out, Exit Rich. Love the title. I wanted to give you a moment to share a little bit about that. I love the concept as well in terms of business kind of exiting. So if you don't mind, share a little bit about uh, the book and the inspiration for it and, and, uh, and, and things around that. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Yes, it's called Exit Rich, and I'm very excited. Um, Inc. Magazine has picked it up as part of their imprint. And the reason I wrote it is because so many people think they're business owners, but they really own a job because they haven't built a structure in their business. And we, I want to support everybody with a successful business, making it sustainable and scalable and saleable, whether it's real estate or another type of business. And the, the, the test is, can you leave and come back and it be stronger? So let's take your successful business and make sure you've got everything put. You can't build a house without going down first. Mm. The house has to have a plumbing system and an electrical system. And that's how it operates. And so same thing in your own financial life. You need to have the systems in a business. You need to understand, you know, and it's so much easier to manage a system than it is to manage a human. And so doing that allows you to create that economic engine, that asset that starts working for you. And so Exit Rich is not just about selling your business. It's about building your business so that it is a separate entity that generates income for you and your family and can do so for generations. But too many people don't. I mean, women, only 4%, 4.2% of women-owned businesses make over a million dollars. I'm out to change that. And you can change that by reading Exit Rich and seeing how to add that stability to your business, whether it be real estate or something else. Find those one or two items that can help you add tremendous value to your, um, to your product. And that tremendous value comes from identifying your people, right? Your processes as a business systems, your product, of course. And then the proprietor, what makes you unique? What's your intellectual property? Let's identify it, protect it, and leverage it. And then your patrons, your database. In today's world, way too many people are excited about having millions of followers on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, but they're not yours. Now, those platforms own those names. So that's great lead generation, but you need to invite them home and build your database because that value, a lot of companies get sold just for the databases and then the profits. So we talk about these P's, the six P's of building a strong business, as well as should you decide to sell it or do an IPO or bring in an investor, how you can make sure you get the highest value possible for your business. It's out in June, but you can I have it set up because I like I like to disrupt the publishing industry. I've done it several times. <laughs> so if you pre-order it at exitrichbook.com forward slash buy, B-U-Y, exitrichbook, 
amazon.com forward slash buy. You'll get it actually cheaper than that's on Amazon. It's $24.97. We'll send you the electronic copy right away. And then in June 22nd, when it gets released, we will send out the actual book to you. So exitrichbook.com forward slash buy. And uh, thank you for asking. I'm really excited about it. My co-author is Michelle Seller Tucker, and she is, owns the largest female business broker company in the world, mm. as well as being a mergers and acquisitions specialist. So she mm. talks about the tactics of, of um, how you set yourself up. And I talk about why, the strategy, mm. and then from an investor's perspective, what, what I'm looking for. Because mm. the book is perfect for you if you want to position your business and grow in value. This is also perfect for you if you're looking at investing in someone else's business because it gives you a great roadmap to analyze through due diligence. Mm. So thank you for asking. I'm very excited about it. Exitrichbook.com forward slash buy. That's awesome. So I wanted to segue with uh, investors who are looking to grow their business, but they're still, they have a LLC. They have a quote unquote, a business but they, they are the employees. They are active there. And, and a lot of people that talk to us, they are having really a really hard time stepping away, delegating, building a team, and releasing that control there. What would you say, Sharon, are the first steps that people can take in order to start that let go process? Well, I think it's, um, and, and that's so normal. People, we're all control freaks. So we all want to do things ourselves. But yeah. Identify where you're weak. Start there and say, you know, this is stuff that I have. I, I don't enjoy doing it. I have to do it because somebody has to do it. But then you hire someone to do that. And then all of a sudden you're going to feel that freedom of that being done. And then create the systems. That's what we talk about in Exit Rich is create the systems that you need. Don't, don't design a job for a person, right? Create the jobs that you need for your business to grow and then find the right people to fill those, those roles. That where I, where I say it's easier to manage a system than a personality. But so that you, you've really hit the nail on the head because that's so many women have a hard time growing their business because they can't release control. But once you do, it's amazing how fast you can grow. And that's why I say it's important to do that stop doing list because in doing that stop doing list, you can say, you know, these are things maybe I can hire out and have someone else do it. And in the business, you know, have people that are strong where you are weak. And then the, the number one recommendation I have is having a mentor, right? 79, I think there was a survey recently, 79, 77 or 79% of people agree that mentors are important. Only 37% of people have them. And a mentor is there to help guide you, to speed your way to success, open doors for you, introduce you to people in their Rolodex. And too many people don't do that. And so I tell people, instead of thinking, you know, say, oh, I feel embarrassed to ask. I don't want to look needy. And I go, just change your mindset. Instead of asking for help, think of it as a, a sign of respect. You're acknowledging that they have success that you would love to see, you know, have just a little bit of advice and counsel from them. And it's, a, it's showing a sign of respect when you do that. I love that. And we, we've um, 
obviously on just what and I, what we're building and what we're contributing to is trying to mentor women. And we've been doing that, but we've actually created a new series where we're just picking women in our community and saying, who, who wants, you know, 20 minutes of a little, you know, little quick, quick, you know, shot of, of mentorship. And we just did our, 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 you know, our first one recently. And it was, it was awesome. You know, it was, you know, and it was just like, she was like, and we're, we're going to get, what are you going to do with this? And she's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, do that. And we're like, we want to see an update, you know, and we're trying to, but she just seemed so um, appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. And we were so appreciative to, to kind of pour into her. Oh, so many times you just need an ear. You just need, you know, when somebody that is a mirror to you that says, yes, you're doing great. You're, I do a daily a motivational message. And at the end of each one, I go, you are fabulous. And when people say, I am fabulous, in this world we are, we just need, we just need confidence. And we need people with so much negativity going on in the world. We just need to surround ourselves with people who believe in us. Yeah. Yeah. So we can believe in ourselves. I love that. Um, Sharon, this has been amazing. Um, So appreciative of your time and, and wisdom that you've shared with us and our community. Where can the ladies listening learn more about you and follow you with all the wonderful uh, things you're, you're still, still working on here? Well, thank you, Liz. Yes, I welcome all of you. You can, I'm Sharon Lecter on, on, on Instagram, author Sharon Lecter on Facebook, Sharon Lecter on LinkedIn, Sharon Lecter on Twitter, but visit me at www.sharonlecter.com and then reach out to me. You can reach me info at sharonlecter.com or you can get the new book, exitrichbook.com forward slash buy. But thank you so much. Great. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions, Sharon. And the first one, it's so funny because this first question, the answer, no doubt has been rich dad, poor dad. So the question is, what's the most transformational book have you ever read? Well, I wouldn't account. I would suppress any books that I wrote, obviously. It's like having, I've written 25. So it's like having 25 children. I love them all. But uh, Think and Grow Rich, I read when I was 19. So I I would say from a transformational book, Think and Grow Rich. I read it every year and I tell people the book doesn't change, but I do. And every time I read it, I find something in there that I don't remember being there before. So (laughs) Think and Grow Rich is by far um, the most transformational book. Great. And what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Well, the, my father raised me every night asking me, Sharon, have you added value to someone's life today? He's been gone for 15 years, mm-hmm. but I still ask myself that every night because, you know, that's the heart. Are we adding value to someone's life? And that's what keeps you human, keeps you of, of contribution and giving back. And um, I actually don't like the word balance because as women, we are always on the go. I think balance belongs in the yoga studio and the dance studio. So it's <laughs> in, in the book, Think and Grow Rich, my last chapter is called One Big Life, where I address that issue. Because too many of us, we, um, we're, we, we're so guilty about everything all the time. And I go, you know, that just wastes, wastes precious time today. And the word worry, my definition of worry is to pray for what you do not want. And that's helped me because I happen to be the queen of worry. 
still have worry storms, but now I adjust my mindset instead of focusing on what I, what I don't want to have happen, what I'm afraid of happening. I retool to say what I do want to have happen because your mind can't hold negative and positive at the same time. And it's actually magical. I have people all over the world writing me, Oh my gosh, this, this saved me, helped me so much. And um, that helps you create one big life. And that is if, if you didn't spend enough time with your kids yesterday, just make a different decision today and focus on every aspect of your life because you have your faith, your finances, your family, your spouse, your friends, your contribution to society, all those things create who you are. Absolutely. And the last question is which women famous or not has inspired you the most? Well, there's several, several women. Um, certainly um, Coco Chanel is somebody that I think I, I really appreciate her contribution to society. But Sandra Day O'Connor, the first female Supreme Court justice, um, I know she lives here in Arizona and um, she's just an incredible woman of strength and yet feminine. And then Barbara Barrett, who was just the secretary of the Air Force and space is a dear friend known her for many years and she is incredible and uh, and really a fighter for other women and i think that uh, the, the two of them are really um icons to me sharon thank you so much for for sharing sharing your wisdom here today and it was a real honor to have you on and uh just really appreciative of all the great information you shared and all that all the inspiration and impact you've made in the world. So I can't thank, thank you for the world, but I can certainly thank you since, since you're here and thank you for just what you've done personally and so many people that, I, that inter we interact with, so thank you. Well, I'm honored and I appreciate what you're doing because what you're doing is exactly what we need to and that is going out and providing an opportunity and an environment for women to learn, for them to find their tribe and for them to elevate their confidence into action. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.